Hey guys, welcome to Wisdom's Echo. This is Stephen McKee. And I want to talk today about the Celtic way and Celtic Christianity. Now you might not even know anything about a group of people called the Celtic Saints. But these saints have inspired me most of my life hearing the stories about them. Because from these countries, from these islands, Scotland, Ireland, um, Wales and Northern England, a group of people arose during the Dark Ages who really turned the world upside down. And these people, men and women, flowed, walked in incredible miracle signs and wonders, power and authority, maybe more than any other group of people or maybe any other generation has ever seen. And for some reason, a lot of the stories, a lot of the history isn't even known about. For whatever reason that might be, I don't know. But we are starting a new school called the Celtic Way. It's myself, Grant Mahoney, Samantha Mahoney, Jane Schroeder, and the amazing Ray Hughes and Denise Hughes. And we'll all bring a different flavour, really, to the teachings, to the school. But for, from my side of it, and I think from others, as we're exploring the whole idea about how did they walk in those miracle signs and wonders, what keys did they have? What secrets did they have? How could they manage to walk in such authority? Like, I'll read out a couple of stories, just a few, just like a little teaser, really. But when you understand what they did, these men and women walked in such levels of the power of God that they turned kings around. They challenged kings, they challenged druids. I mean, they arose in the Dark Ages when you had all sorts of wizardry, darkness, evil, plagues. I mean, it was really a dark time. And it's like our days. We are living in a dark time. But they changed their culture through hubs, groups of people who they would call it a monastery where they would meet, where they would, they would live. It was it became centres of education and arts and creativity and prayer. Signs, wonders and miracles were part of who they were. And these men and women were so dedicated to the Lord, but they moved in power. And we're not doing this school just for the sake of doing a school. We're not doing this school just for more knowledge, just for more information, to learn a little bit more about history. I wouldn't want to be part of it if that's what it was. We are just hungry. And I can't speak for everyone who's taking part in school about the reason they're doing this school. But I, I know, I know for myself, I know, I know definitely for some of the teachers that we were looking into the whole um, question about how could they walk in such power? Why are we not walking in such power and authority? What is missing? We can all talk about God is doing a new thing and God's going to build something that's never been seen before and we're going to see something greater than any revival we've ever seen and all of that and it's all true. But yet we're not walking in very much. We're, we're not walking in what men and women did walk in and out of this, these nations, these islands, Ireland, Scotland, England, Wales and it affected Europe and then it impacted the world, it impacted America. What is their secret? So I just want to read just a few little things that might inspire you, that might 
trigger your hunger to know more about this, to mo- know more about these incredible people who emerged during the, the Dark Ages. And it became known as the Age of the Saints. It went from the Dark Ages to the Age of the Saints. Now, here's one story. Did you know that St. Columba was one of the first people to encounter the Loch Ness Monster? The earliest report of a strange water monster appears in the ancient text from the 6th century AD. This describes an encounter by the Irish monk St. Columba, who was staying at the near or at near the mouth of the River Ness. Columba, upon hearing of a monster, thought thoughtfully sent one of his companions to test out the river. On seeing the monster, Columba made the sign of the cross and banished the creature to Loch Ness. Now that monster was actually trying to eat it. It's mouth open, ready to eat this man that St. Columba sent across the river. And St. Columba knew he had authority to banish this beast. And because the beast was actually... It, it retreated at such a rate it's as if someone had tied a rope round it and pulled it back. The the people round about Columba there who were picks, who were like an ancient um, clan of these crazy um, people, warriors, and when they saw the authority on this man, they were instantly converted to Christianity, it says, because they saw someone with power. And that monster was banished. Now, what kind of authority is that? Now, listen to this one. This one blew me away when I, I read this story the other day. I, I It shocked me. I mean, not the first part, because you've probably heard some of these miracles and it's nothing new, but the last part. Now, let me just read it. It is said that St. Patrick also saved a group of sailors from starvation. As he prayed for food for the sailors to appear, and suddenly a herd of wild swine came into view, which the sailors then slaughtered and ate. Now this is the part, wait till you hear this. And, and incredibly, St. Patrick himself claimed in his journal that he had raised up to 33 people from the dead. Now, now that's not it. That's, that's, that's incredible. 33 people. That's amazing. You go, wow, that's awesome. But some of them who had been dead for years... St. Columba raised people from the dead who had been dead for years. Now, have you thought about that? Someone who's been dead for years been raised. Now, St. Patrick and all these guys walked in this kind of level. There's so many stories. There's another story, and I don't know what saint it is. I wish I could find which saint it was. And I've told this story before where there was a massacre. And there was, I don't know how many people, 20, 30, 40 people, I don't know how many, I don't want to make up a number, but it was a lot of people were murdered and thrown into this lake. And this saint came along, and by the power and authority he had in God, he drained the lock of all the water. Suddenly it became dry, like Moses in the Red Sea or something. And all the bodies were there, and everybody was lifted up like levitated, put on dry ground and raised from the dead, every one of them, alive. Now that's what you call authority. Now here's another story about, or, or 
yeah, this is more about St. Columba, where it says, Wherever Columba went, he shared his mystical insights and spiritual visions, introduced the good news of the gospel to pagans, and offered pastoral counselling. According to Admonin, he performed miracles to healing the sick, killing a boar of amazing size merely by commanding it to die. Merely by commanding it to die where you are. Drawing water from a stone so that he could baptise an infant. Drawing water from a stone. Like, this was nothing to these guys. This was nothing to this group of people. Like, we struggle to get someone healed from a cold, if we're honest. And they're drawing water from a stone so that he could baptise. Drawing water from a stone to baptise an infant and tussling successfully with pagan wizards. Once the saint was accompanied by a bright column of fiery light, like the power of fire that preceded the Israelites in the book of Exodus. And if that wasn't protection enough, he could call upon the support of holy angels. Now these guys had so much authority and power, and heaven honoured them, like when St. Columba actually passed away in Iona. Fishermen in the sea and people from Ireland saw with their own eyes a column of light that remained over Iona for, I don't know how long it was, but it was hours or even days. And they saw this column of light as St. Columba's spirit was taken into heaven because heaven honoured these people. Now, there's something... I don't know, I, I don't know if I, I don't want to use the word magical, but there's something of these group of people that we need to learn from. We need to learn how did they walk in such authority. Do you know, I have been many times to a place called Denad, and it's a place in Scotland where, where it's a hill, and it's where St. Columba would inaugurate kings. And these places are thin places, like Iona. Iona is a place, it's an island off the west coast of Scotland in the, the Inner Hebrides. Or is it the Outer Hebrides? I forget. But it's the Hebridean Islands. And these places are thin places because these men and women prayed. They sought God. Um, they lived in a realm of holiness. I'd, you've probably heard Grant Mahoney's testimony or his story where he had an encounter with holiness and he learned that the last time this realm of holiness or the spirit of holiness was on the earth was during the time of the Celtic saints. That's why they could walk in such power and authority because they had a realm of holiness. And during this school that we're going to be doing, we are, we are looking for keys. We're looking for what is it they can teach us because it's part of our inheritance. It's part of who we are in these nations and the whole world because they influenced the whole world, including America. And we want to ask, what did they do that we need to know about? How did, could they walk in that realm of holiness? How come they could inaugurate kings? Men would come to be inaugurated by St. Columba. He was like Samuel the prophet, where people would come to him, the men would come to him because they knew he was of a higher government. They knew that he had authority that they didn't. And that they needed the backing of heaven through this godly man. Through these lowly, humble monks. Who would go in and convert kings. 
and the kings would bow to them. Another story of St. Patrick. They were having a, like a, it was like a, not a competition, but it was like the, the, the druids, the druid wizard was challenging him and challenging his God and challenging St. Patrick and challenging the Christ of St. Patrick. And they were doing all these different magic tricks with the weather and all sorts. And St. Patrick got fed up of it. And he says, I tell you what, put us both in a hut, a separate hut, and set us on fire. So they set them both on fire. And it's obvious what happened next, isn't it? The wizard was burned to death. St. Columba came walking out, not even touched by the smoke. Like, and you better believe the king... And those run about and were afraid. And they said we, we need to serve the God of St. Patrick. The kings were converted. People were converted or run about them. Because these men walked in such realms. So we want to introduce this school to you. And if you want to know more about it, you go to theceltiqway.net. Theceltiqway.net. And you can learn more about these saints because we also live in a dark age, a dark time and it's getting darker, we're, we're hearing all sorts of rumours and all sorts of things in the background and we all know there's stuff going on and we all know that it, it's not getting better in one way but God has a plan and he needs us to understand our heritage, our inheritance. He needs us to understand how these men and women could turn the world upside down, how they could walk in authority and power, that they could, even like St. Patrick, when they were coming to kill him, they, they, him and 12 of his disciples, or they disappeared in front of their eyes and, and they actually looked like deer. There's a famous poem about deer because those coming to kill him could only see deer. Now, I don't know how that works. I don't know if they turned into deer or whether they just looked like deer. But they disappeared. They walked in the supernatural. And I encourage you to come in this journey with us because we want to understand the Celtic way. We want to understand the supernatural way of these early Celtic saints who turned the world upside down in the age of darkness, the dark ages turned into the age of the saints. We need that again. We need a revolution. We need to walk in this stuff, not just talk about it. I am actually fed up just talking about it. We need to enter into the reality of this, the way the Celtic saints did. And if you are hungry for this, why not come and join us in this journey? And together we can discover the keys to walk in supernatural power and turn our world upside down in our day. Amen.